Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Real Ish Podcast. On this episode, I have on Charlotte sports fanatic and one of my best friends, Trey Melton. He's an up and coming actor and comedian living out in California, so give him a follow and enjoy. So this is actually one of the first times that I've done something like this. I'm recording my second podcast in a day. So uh, it's kind of a treat, honestly. And it's... I'm fucking cutting all of this out. That's all right. Um, yeah, I'm just going to... I'm going to restart. What do you want to talk about, dude? I haven't really thought about it. Does it matter? Is anything uh, touching your heart right now? All right, Trey. In terms of in a team you have more confidence in in a decade from now, do you have more confidence in where the Hornets are going or where the Panthers are going? Absolutely, where the Panthers are going. So you think in a decade the Panthers would be a better ran franchise than the Hornets? Uh, I think they'll have more accolades. So just a better, and, they'll have a better next 10 years, you think? I think, I think so. I think David Tepper is just doing everything right so far, to be honest. And that's the Panthers general manager? Yeah, well, he just, he just actually bought the Panthers from uh, uh, Jerry. So he's the owner. He's the owner of the Panthers. He's the one who, who put the logo in the middle. He, he has like a bubble out there for the Panthers. We didn't have an in-practice facility. Uh, How many years has he owned the team? Huh? How many years has he owned the team? Last year was his first year. So okay. it was like a good and bad year for All right, yeah. So, but he's... I mean, I guess you're making proactive things happen in the, next, in the first couple of years. So, so yeah, so Sam, so just think about that. He's done three or four big things that the organization has needed in one year when Jordan just let his best franchise player that we've ever had, ever had with us, walk away. We lowballed him. Yeah, didn't even offer him a full contract, a, full, a max contract. Yeah, we offered him lower than what other teams could offer him. Like, what are we thinking? And Trey, think about this. If you knew or had a sense you were going to do that, why not just trade him last year to somebody? Why would you not do I think about that every time. If you knew you were going to offer him something lower, if you knew he wasn't going to take that, just make the trade. Trade him for anything. Anything's better than nothing. Yeah, maybe it doesn't look as good, like, on on your character, I guess, but, like... You just let him walk. You just lowball him. That doesn't look good either. Do you think Michael Jordan should step down? I don't know if he needs to step down, but somebody needs to step up. That's for sure. I mean, he's like just, probably just, one of the worst he's, owners. He's tainting his his legacy right now by doing this. Guy I mean, obviously not his basketball legacy, dude. But he literally yeah, he's a joke the of an ball, owner. The winner and everything, but the longer he stays around and loses, it's like. So you really don't know how to run a franchise. You're going to be associated with that, not, not all your winning. Anybody 
10 and younger is going to know Michael Jordan as a bad owner, not the GOAT. Yeah, as the owner of the Charlotte Hornets. And, and just think about that stage, all right? We passed up on, like, so many people. Donovan Mitchell, Draymond Green. You saw Draymond Green's extension he just got? Four for 100, that's crazy. That's a joke. I mean... Do you know how much money a hundred million dollars is? What is that, like 25 a year? Yeah. So, I'm not saying he's worth that. Listen, let's put it like this. If Terry Rozier, he got, that he was part of that sign and trade with Kimba, he got a three-year, $58 million deal, I believe. So you think if, if Draymond, if he's worth that, Sam, then yeah, Draymond Green is worth four one hundred. Trey. I guess if you're talking about basketball salaries and relative to each other, yes. He did, he may deserve like four eighty or four for one hundred, right? Yeah. But do you know how many other professions in the world make twenty five million dollars a year? Not very many. Did I doubt the CEO of Apple takes some twenty five million dollars a year? Yeah, I doubt that. So you're probably right. Like, what in the hell? How do we afford to pay these athletes so much money? And Draymond Green is like a C-list celebrity when it comes to basketball players. Yeah, but it's the same thing with like actors and stuff. Like they, they don't get, get paid twenty five million a year, bro. I mean, yeah, yeah, they, well, it depends. Some years they do. One or two actors, bro, not the C-list ones. Like Draymond Green is literally not even going to be an all star any of these next four years. I don't. Yeah, think. you know what? It is ridiculous that. A hundred million dollars, dude. I'm telling you, neurosurgeons who have super high pressure jobs probably make like a million a year, tops. I feel like it depends on how many surgeries they're doing, and then you gotta like, there's no way that it's just like that's only salary. Like that's yeah, that is. That's like only the team paying them. I gotta, I can always think like you gotta think about like endorsement deals. They're getting more money from that. Dude, they don't pay for anything when they're on the road. Food. Yeah, yeah, they get extra money for their... Yeah, yeah what the heck? See, that's what... It's, yeah, he's definitely not worth it. And Trey, you, know who's, you oh. know who's paying them? Huh? You know who's making this possible? Oh. Me and you. Oh, the By watching and going to the games and paying for TV and then doing all this stuff and going to the bars and everything whenever the games are on like there's so much money in basketball yeah I guess the thing about that we're not even really I mean yeah there is but there's so much money in every sport and it's not even like that's part of the TV deals like if we're just chilling watching and on TV we're not technically like I think whenever cable dies and everybody goes to streaming and everybody's like yeah just pay like five seven dollars a month and you can get our all of our all of our content, all of its history, you can stream it commercial free. You know what I'm saying? And you can watch all of our live shows and stuff. And you can pretty much just tailor make how much you want your TV bill to cost. If you want NBC or Food Network, you know what I'm saying? They're, all these people are just going to make streaming services eventually. Yeah. And once cable dies and people aren't paying for ESPN without ever watching it, you know what I'm saying? And like paying for these games without watching them and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think players are going to start making less money. Maybe not, but... Yeah. There's another thing, though. 
Cable will never die. You don't think? I think streaming is going to take over eventually. It is never going to die. Ever. Because Trey, think about it. You know how The Office is going off NBC soon because mm-hmm. NBC is coming up with their own streaming service. Yeah. Why not just like every channel do that, and then like you can only you only pay for the channels you want to see, and yeah. NBC just be like, yeah, cut the cord, cut the cable. You can watch all of NBC you want, all the Office, all every show you ever watch. All you gotta do is just pay us directly, only us, seven dollars a month or something. Yeah, or you cannot pay for anything, and I watch this every night on naked night when they put it on TV. But Trey, you pay for TV. They don't have like naked night on basic cable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You get like three channels on basic cable nowadays, pretty much. No way. You definitely get more. There's no way we're progressing and they're getting. On like free cable television, I bet you there's like twelve channels, like the local news channels and stuff. Is like what you get for free. I'm telling you, everything's gonna have to end for basic cable and all that. Like sitcoms will be done. No, dude, they're gonna just be. They're all just gonna be on streaming services. It's all gonna be an NBC original show. They they lose too much uh, traction from that. They lose too much. uh, No, bro, you're you're behind on the curve on this. I promise you. Sam, they're not getting the viewers that way. That's cutting out less people because because you know why cable's so good? Because when a commercial comes on, you switch it to the next channel and go into the next thing, watching the next show, possibly staying on that one. And you know why streaming's so good? No commercials. Huh? No commercials. Sam, people are making less money if there's no commercials. No, because you're, you're only, you're getting paid directly from all the subscribers. You know what? You know why? Uh, you know why so many people are scrambling for commercial spots on the Super Bowl? Because well, the Super Bowl is a live event. Super Bowl is something that's Super Bowl. Super Bowl is something that's always going to have commercials. And like sporting events are going to be one of the last things that we'll watch live. So again, sporting events are going to be one of the last things that we watch live. Watch live and like to to get there on a commodity like that, together in a commodity like that, or like in camaraderie like that. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but you know, I think they've been doing pay per view and, and subscription stuff works forever. People still watch it on the network. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I think eventually cable's gonna die. I'm saying there's no way. So many things will have to end. And have to You're behind on the curve on this tray. I'm telling you. In 20 or 30 years, you'll be like, Yeah, I don't know how I didn't see this coming. It's not gonna end. It's, it's, it's where everything is trending towards. NBC starting their own streaming service. Everybody's gonna start their own streaming service. Netflix is gonna die. Everybody's then, already started. Like, there's so many. There's Netflix, there's Hulu, there's Disney's doing But, but NBC is like, rather than Netflix paying us to have the office. We're just going to have our own streaming service and put the office on it. And people will start paying to watch NBC. And they'll get all of our live shows and all of our TV shows and stuff. And they'll just pay us for it. And rather than... Because you know how much money Netflix probably makes off the office? And how many people subscribe to Netflix and watch the office solely, like 24-7? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But I'm just telling you, people... Like, that way, people will have to pay more money and watch less things. Like, and that's not going to happen. It's not no, dude, because cable bills are like $100 a month or something. Yeah, no, or you can have a, a seven or, or eight, or if you want like a premium, premium ten dollar subscription to every single separate thing, and that's gonna add up to the same thing. So people do this. No, dude, it's gonna be like seven dollars, and you're gonna have fifteen channels. It's about what everybody watches, anyways, and you don't have any junk or waste. 
and you're paying the same amount of money and you get all of their content, all everything. You never have to wait for it to come on on television. You can just go and watch all the office and then watch any other NBC show. And then you get bored with that. You go to over to ABC and watch all their shows, you know? So every new show is going to exclusively come out on that, on this network, on the app. Yeah. It's going to be streamed. I'm just telling you that that's their viewership. No. Trey, it's like Ethernet cords. You know what I'm saying, dude? It's like whenever you have a desktop computer in your home, you never people would have probably thought that was never going to go away. You always needed a computer, and now it's like, do we have phones? Yeah, and we no, have iPads? No, that and is like, that and is like saying desktops will go away, and they're never going to go away. They're Trey, they're they're literally worth nothing now. I mean, a, like a Mac desktop, you know what I'm saying? Like that's I'm talking about like an Ethernet cord, you know what I'm saying, bro? Like stuff just evolves, man, and you're you're you don't have to evolve with it. I'm not saying it's not gonna evolve and we're not gonna progress with that, but I'm saying it's not just gonna disappear and we're not gonna ever have a desktop again or or we're not ever gonna have cable again. Not there's no way. It won't work. People will lose money. And people will have to spend more money. Maybe, dude. I could be wrong about this. That, that's, that's, that's what I think. Yeah. Just because so many things will have to end and so many people will have to do their own things and then there's some shows that the networks aren't really big enough or want to start their own thing. Like, it won't work. It just, it just won't work. It, or if it, it, if it is going to work, it's going to be a while. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, in 30 years, it's going to be like that. We'll only be 50, man. We'll probably be beyond what we're thinking. Oh, yeah, dude. In 30 years, it's going to be like AI, like VR, uh, augmented reality television, you know? We're going to be like live your own adventure television. Something like, uh, what is it? Like Rick and Morty does that, right? I don't know, dude. Were they space travel or something? I don't really, I never watched it. Really, no. but. <clears throat> Dude, did I tell you about Easton catching me with fake news last night? Oh, yeah, bro. He caught you with fake news, too. Yeah, he got me. Dude, I talked about it on my podcast for like 20 minutes. Like, it led us to a whole new conversation because like, it was breaking news. Breaking that information that makes you believe that. I always wonder that for people who find stuff on the internet. And then they just automatically believe it. Yeah, like, if you can't tell it's credible, like, how do you not tell it's credible? Yeah, like, the whole freaking Quinn Cook. Oh, no, Sam. That's one of the worst ones I ever heard. Like, can you even sign a six-year contract? Five years max. Five years max, that's what I thought. Yeah. That's why I'm like, first of all, these dudes don't even know the NBA, one. Second of all, they don't know their sources. Yeah. It's sad. I'm excited for fantasy, man. Oh, I'm very excited. Yeah. Supposedly they're letting me uh, run GM again this year. I have the great honor of that. What is GM? Or the uh, league commissioner. You were commissioner last year. I know, but they were talking about how they weren't going to let me run it this year. I just want to say, though, people don't know how stressful it is because every time somebody's complaining, they're also hitting me up separately complaining about it, like wanting me to do something about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, dude, definitely. It's just, 
The Every rules are the week. rules, dude. You know what I'm saying? Read the rules before you join the league. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, we sit about every time. I, I, we even voted on some things. Sam helps me make the rules. We make them together every year. Yeah. So, did I tell you about what Robbie says that he does in his league? He has commissioner veto power on trades. And it's only so people can't, like, dump their team at the end of the season. No, dude, you would just you would know if one of the worst teams is trading his best player to a playoff team just to veto it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should agree on that. Like a week. I think we should have the trade deadline like two or three weeks before the playoffs, just yeah, so. It was. It was, I believe. No, it was like one or two weeks, and then. I would say three weeks before the playoffs. I can do that. Three weeks before the playoffs, and then even then, if somebody's that far off, you know, they could still do something kind of fishy. You know, what I'm saying if you're out of playoff contention and you're trying to make trades late in the season, like I'm just gonna think it's fishy. Yeah, that's true. So I think there should be veto power because I think it can get out of hand whenever there's seven hundred dollars on the line or whatever. You know. So I made a late game trade last season. How ugly that was! If I can get off on the dude. No. I don't know. Really no. I'm going to. Nope. I don't want to, man. I think I think we should make it as possibly fair and competitive as we can in terms of like who actually had the better fantasy season, not who could finesse a little bit at the end to win. Yeah, I know I was still over there. So we'll uh we'll have to see, dude. I think I think it's gonna be a very good fantasy year. We have to have the draft soon, man. Probably two, three yeah, weeks. Yeah. yeah. I was actually gonna hit you up soon and talk to you about making the yeah, so we'll have to figure it out. I'm excited. Uh, We're going to have to have two replacements this year. That's what's going to be through. And it's going to be like 40, 50 bucks, man. So, what was yeah. it last year? 40? I think it was 30. 30, okay. I said we'd do 40 or 50. Yeah, yeah, 40 or 50. Man, you know it would be so dope, man, if in like 20 years we could do like a rack on it? We do a what on it? Like a rack. You know what I you know what I do love about this and I know it's kinda of corny, but low key it's like we do this all once a year. It takes like a little bit of time. We're all working for it kinda of, then we get to bless one of our friends in our friend group. The nice little stack of cats. Exactly. Like, Michael went and bought his kid a trampoline or something, bro. Yeah. Couldn't even hate. Michael got something, I'm sure Joe used his money wisely. Yeah. Like that's dope, dude. Exactly. Good. I think it's good. It like blesses one of our friends. And dude, I'm telling you, it it it's like working together with somebody, or just like if you're in the Marines, and you know what I'm saying, bro. Just everybody goes through this whole long season trying to win, and then somebody wins, and everybody feels closer at the end. You know what I'm saying, bro? You kind of like form like a brotherhood with everybody who was like trying to compete and win it, and then you like you see the guy win, you're like, ah, oh, damn, I'll get him next year. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then we tried fantasy basketball. Did you join that too? When we did that after the season. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I lasted like a day. It's too much. Yeah, like, dude. Eighty-two games. Why? And it, dude, I'm telling you, I would be, I would plan out my shit. I swear, three weeks ahead, and I took yeah. it a couple of days later, and I had so many guys who I kept missing because I didn't yeah. plan that far ahead. Apparently. Yeah, I know. I know. So funny. Yeah, it's kind of frustrating. I've never done baseball. Have you ever done baseball? No, nah, I want to start betting baseball, I think. I think baseball is... Uh... So, I can't remember which analyst it is, but he loves betting baseball. He was talking about it, and it got me kind of 
Yeah, yeah dude. Baseball is an interesting sport. It's uh, I don't think it's like easy to like predict, dude. But like the really good pitchers, Trey, do really good like every single game. You know, oh, yeah. so if like if that guy's pitching, the odds of that team winning is like closer than not. You know, like these pitchers go like twenty two and six during the season. So you pretty much gotta just place your baseball bets around like time and situation and pitching. So Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. But I mean, salary cap stuff, money in baseball. Bryce Hopper is half a billionaire. Like Bryce sense. Harper, Mike Trout. Nah. And uh, what's his name? Bryce Harper. They both sound like yeah, yeah, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper signed for like three hundred million, and Mike Trout signed for like four hundred million. Like, are you kidding me, Sam? Are you? Kidding I'm saying, man, that's like more than like the Apple CEO's worth. That's like. Nah, he's probably, it's probably close. To, he's probably close to that, to be honest. Nah, like, what's his name? Jeff Bezos like Bezos, is like. Bezos is, yeah. Is a bit. He has like a hundred billion dollars, I think, or something. No way he has that much. No, come on now. Flip the camera around too. Uh, yeah, Trey. As of Thursday morning, net worth, $117 billion. Just Jeff Bezos. Just Jeff Bezos. Yeah, now look. Now look at this, Sam. Split it in half. Yeah. And that's Mike Trout. No, no, no. Split it in half, and that's his wife. His ex-wife. No. That's still how much she's worth. You know how much she's worth just from divorcing him? She's now the third richest woman in the whole world. No, she's not. I promise. Oh, my gosh. You know how much she's worth? Hold on. The third richest woman in the world? That's insane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they got divorced and now she's worth thirty six point eight billion. No way. Yep. Wow. That is insane, Sam. Imagine that. Just because you married someone, Sam, just because you married someone and it ended up not working out, whether that's real or not, you know, whether they really separated because it was a problem or not. You're getting thirty six billion. Imagine if you were broke and you hated somebody, but like you would feel so bad getting divorced and like leaving them broken on their own and something, and like being able to get somebody thirty-eight billion dollars and be like, "Yeah, we'll go our separate yeah, ways." Don't don't hate you on the way out. You know what I'm saying? Like here's thirty-eight billion. Don't ever talk to me ever again. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a lot easier to get divorced at that point, you know. And you know what? You know what would happen? She would never talk to him ever again. Yeah. She'd be like, yeah. I'm going to go spend my 38 billion, you know? Yeah. Have a good life. I'll do the same. Yeah. That's that's probably the easiest way to get divorced, man, is if you're rich. I think that's why a bunch of rich people get divorced. They're just like, I don't like it as much as I used to, so, like, I'm going to just take this money and go do something fun with it. Yeah, but I feel like a bunch of people is not rich. Yeah. You're talking about, like, a bunch of celebrities. Apparently, one in two people get divorced. 50%. Yeah, I know. I heard that. And only three out of four people who get engaged get married. So out of the 75% of people who get engaged, get married, half of them get divorced. So if you get engaged, you have a 37.5% chance of 
dying with the person that you got engaged you know, to. You know One what? in three. Now you say that, I won't say the name, but we we know, know somebody who got engaged and it was called off. Yeah. And so interesting to me. Like, I think I know a couple of people who have cough engagements, like through like Facebook and stuff, and then like yeah, one yeah, like personal like, friend, yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting to me how that works. Or like, what goes through their head, or like, what's happening because you're so far along as public. Like, I just had a big statement with this. Yeah. I, I always find that very interesting. What happens? <sighs> That's crazy, but uh, I'm probably gonna have to call it here soon, man. But I think this was a really good, a really good short podcast, man. Thank you. Yeah, dude, 25 minutes, so. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, not bad at all. Thanks again for tuning in to the Real Ish Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at podcast underscore pod for news about episodes and for relatable content. Until next time, guys. Thank you.